Yo, what is up, my friends? And welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast, guys. I'm really stoked today because, as you know, here on this podcast, our main objective is honestly just serving you guys and helping educate you guys. And this episode is honestly a little bit different. And I think it's one that a lot of coaches really need to listen to, or honestly, anybody who's just looking to step outside of their comfort zone and meet new people, make new connections, because it's really what it's about to one, feel super aligned in your life, but two, you want to be around people who are going to uplift you. You know, you want to be around people who don't drag you down and you also want to be that person for other people. And so on today's episode, I have my good friend, Sean McDevitt. Um, I actually have been over to Austin, Texas, where him and his crew live, his awesome, awesome fam jam, and they're just such uplifting humans. So Sean is on today's episode, guys. Sean is also known on Instagram as a fitness shaman. I will go ahead and leave his Instagram down in the bio for you guys to go follow him. And he is the co-owner of DLD Nation, a lifestyle coaching team with an amazing with his amazing wife, Dela, who we had on just a few episodes back. And basically, he grew up in Los Angeles and then Moved to Austin halfway through high school. Um, he actually received a Division One scholarship in swimming to University of Georgia. He then earned his MBA from the University of Oregon, and after another stint in LA working at a talent agency, Sean eventually made his way back to Austin with Dela so they could build up their bomb-as-fuck coaching empire that they currently have where they teach their clients how to live a happy and healthy lifestyle that's sustainable long-term. So you guys can go ahead and connect with Sean over on Instagram, or you can also head over to their client page, DLD Nation. Uh, without further ado, guys, please listen on on this. Go give him and, you know, go give Sean and Dela a follow. They're just great, great people. I look up to them so much, honestly, um, and just really, really good humans. They'll always offer amazing advice. So with all that being said, guys, stick around for today's episode. I really think it will help benefit you if you are just one of those more shy people or honestly just looking to find your tribe. So let's uh, get into the episode. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to this Drive for Strength podcast. So guys, I'm super stoked today because I have a literal shaman with me today. <laughs> um, guys, I have the honor of having Sean McDevitt on the podcast today. Sean, what's up, dude? What's up, Kendall? Thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. So guys, I had um, the opportunity to fly down to Austin earlier this year. You guys might also know, I know a lot of y'all listened to the podcast with Dela just a few weeks ago, and uh, Sean is Dela's husband. Um, and awesome human, awesome freaking human. Got to, got to rave with him earlier this year too, which is always fun. Um, and he's just very insightful. So Sean, thanks so much for coming on today. Super stoked to just be able to chat with you and, and share your story, dude. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Kendall. And thank you for having me on. I love, I know Dayla had a ton of fun with you and you guys really clicked because you're both very business minded. I know on our podcast, Shots the Dome, you and I talked about sort of this um, boom of, you know, female leaders that I think we're really going to see as we get further and further into the 21st century. It's awesome. The impact that you're making now and in the future. And um, I'm excited to go to more festivals when they come back because... <laughs> There aren't many that can uh, keep up with us, and you were like this great addition to the group. You know, like you have the festival fam, and you add somebody new, and you're like, oh, no, I hope you're gonna work. So out. skeptical, man. You're like, how is this person gonna fit in here? Or yeah, I feel you. But I'm grateful y'all welcomed me in. Yeah, well, I was grateful for you too because you sort of uh, bookended my trip, and I know how influential and impactful you've been with Caitlin, and vice versa, like our mutual friend. Um, and then also with Dela. And so you and I like went to the festival and then I had to leave for a bachelor party. And then I came back and it was like your last night. So we all got delights. So yeah. fun. 
but super happy I got, you know, the opportunity and there will be more in the future. And I'm also glad you brought up all of this because this is going to be one of our topics of conversation today, um, which I'm really, really stoked to get into. So, Sean, if you just kind of want to give a rundown to the peeps, you know, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff, and then we'll hop more into some details from there. Yeah, for sure. So those listening, of course, Kendall sent me some amazing prompts. And like we talked about what we were going to sort of talk about on the podcast. And so I have those pulled up and it relates to basically I've been very fortunate to be a part of some amazing groups. So to give you a little bit of background on me, I grew up in Los Angeles. So like very, very close to San Diego. I actually have a cousin who's in San Diego. Um, I eventually moved to Austin, Texas to swim. I was a competitive swimmer. And so I moved here. I don't know if I told you this uh, without my family. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I lived with a host family for six months because the swim team at the time was like the fastest in the country. They'd won national championships on a club level and they had a program where anyone from around the world could come and they hooked you up with a host family. And so my parents were really supportive of that. I came from a swimming family, moved to Austin for six months on my own. And my parents came with me. Um, I'm an only child and they were like older, um, older parents. And they're like, LA is moving a little bit too fast. So like we'll move to Texas. Um, but it worked. I got a college scholarship at the University of Georgia. And then after that, I was again fortunate to go to the University of Oregon and earn my MBA. And then I started working at a talent agency in LA. And then that sort of snowballed into working in affiliate marketing, which is like this, uh, like you have codes, right? For like some of your companies. Yeah. And your partnerships. So those are all affiliate marketing partnerships. And I used to work for a company that just did that. And then, like you said, my wife, Dela started out as a labor and delivery nurse, and then she started coaching people on the side. And then she was like, this is getting kind of big. Like, can you help me out? And so she brought me on. And then um, almost two years ago now, we quit, we both quit our jobs and we started doing coaching full time. And now I'm surrounded by amazing people like yourself, Caitlin, Chad, Megan, Scott, like Carter, Caitlin, everybody that's in Austin right now. And so I've noticed over my life, like in Austin, when I moved here, I swam with a lot of guys and girls who would go on to become Olympians. Um, like the one I always use is, I mean, I know Michael Phelps, not like super personally, but you remember the Olympics? I know, I know we're young, we're, we have like a bit of an age gap, but the one where he won like eight golds. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there was a relay that they won last second and I knew everybody on the relay. Um, and there's one guy, Garrett Webergale, who when Phelps like throws his arms up in that famous shot, there's a guy that comes around and like hugs him and he and I swam on the same team here. And so I was really fortunate to be around Olympians, same thing at Georgia. And then when I went to Oregon, I was with guys and women who would eventually go on to, you know, work for Nike in marketing, work for Adidas in finance. Uh, one of my good friends is the head of marketing for the New York Rangers, the hockey team. And then of course, we start meeting you guys, everyone in the fitness community. And so I've noticed that I have, I've been able to form these really good groups around me and they've helped me um, sort of level up more quickly than I think others might have. And um, I think that would be fun to share with your community. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so funny you mentioned that race because I remember having anxiety where he like just did the flip on the wall and he finally like took lead. And I was like, yeah, it's so funny. I actually like distinctly remember that, but that's so cool that you've like had the opportunity to be around like such such awesome people and like powerful people and like you said just like solid groups so yeah I mean for you Sean in terms of you know I guess even just starting off like when you're in a new place or just in a new surrounding new environment you know it's sometimes hard I think to connect with new people um, I think it's intimidating sometimes too especially I can imagine being around like swimmers of that like prestige and like people working for like those kind of jobs so um 
even with like you moving to Austin and everything, I mean, the best way to kind of go about it, like for anybody who is just looking to have more, you know, solid relationships or just have people around them that can help them lead more and do more, right? Um, what do you think are some of like the really good ways or what would you say would be like the initial thing to really think about when trying to connect with new people? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Dale and I were talking about this recently. One kind of has to play offense and go seek these individuals, you know, you know, I always preach the, uh, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. I'm sure your listeners have heard that as well. And so it's like, how do we seek those people out? And one is paying attention to how we feel around certain individuals. A big one is paying attention to those who have similar goals, similar dreams, similar work ethics, discipline, habits that we might want to emulate. And so looking for those people, paying attention to how you feel around them. A big one is paying attention to those people who celebrate your wins without envy and are there for you and your failures without making you feel bad. Like those are the people to look for. I'm sure you have people in your life who through all of your transformations have been like your ride or dies and you're like, yes, fuck yeah. Like you guys are with us forever. Um, and so I would say that's sort of the blanket statement of what to look for. And that can be done through, you know, when I was a kid, teams like um, the swim teams, you know, it was really easy to get and connect with that group. Um, same thing with health and fitness, you know, on Instagram, we have the ability to connect with people all over the world. So like looking into Facebook, going into and searching groups that interest you and finding like-minded people, same thing with Instagram, you know, reaching out to certain folks, seeing if you can connect with them. There are sort of responsibilities that we have in this, in this role. Um, the first one is to be a good hang and all that means is like be fun to hang out with. So like you and I were talking about the show that we went to, like I would hang out with you again. You'd probably hang out with me again because we were like a good hang and like it wasn't awkward. It was tons of fun. We supported each other. So like as one is going to look to build their group, they have to remember that they too have to be kind of cool and they have to be able to build people up and like help them out, all that jazz. Um, and then the other one is when you reach out to people, um, don't just say like, hey, can I get this? Like try to bring value to other people. So for instance, if someone's trying to connect with you, let's say they move down to San Diego and they're like, hey, what's up, Kendall? I'm a coach, just moved down to San Diego. You're probably gonna react differently to someone who's like, hey, can we get on the phone? Versus someone who's like, hey, I noticed that you like these restaurants. There's a new one that opened in San Diego. Like, I think you'd really dig it. And then you're like, oh, awesome, great. Where in San Diego are you? Da, da, da. Like you're gonna be more inclined to interact with that person. So I always recommend that people try to find sort of an inroad, but they provide value first and don't just like ask for something from somebody. And then that can sort of get the ball rolling in the right direction. Yeah, I love that you said that, like being a good hang and like also having value because I think that's one thing too is, <clears throat> you know, it's, and I, I hate to say it almost in this way, but it's, it's kind of like facts, you know, when you do hold, I don't want to say come to some kind of prestige, but when you know that you do have a lot to offer, especially like being here in San Diego with me now being a business coach sometimes, and I get people like, oh, you want to meet for coffee? And I'm like, well, what is the intent sometimes, you know, and like you almost get a little skeptical. Um, and I think that's one thing too, is I try my hardest not to be a skeptic myself, but you know, also, like you said, you want to be around people who you know are like providing that equal value. And like, there's an equal transaction of like energy between that too. Um, I kind of had a question that stemmed off of that. So, you know, when you kind of were talking about like people being able to reach out and like being able to like, you know, vibe with one another and everything, do you feel like at some point there's almost like a 
a jealousy trait that can kind of come in for people, you know, when they see other friends succeeding or something like that, because I feel like for a lot of people, they don't want to share others wins because they're almost like jealous or see it as like competition, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's where that one thing that I'll recommend to people is noticing like, who does ride for you no matter what. Like I have a, my best friend, we were each other's best man in our weddings. Uh, we've known him since we were seven. He was a swimmer. He, you know, I, I love the guy. Shout out to David. He's got a dad bod. He like does not care that much about fitness. Um, but with what Dayla and I have done, like every step of the way, he shouted us out. Even when we were swimming, like, you know, I went to the University of Georgia, which is a top 10 men and women's program. And he was so hyped for me, like never envious. And so those people, to your point, Kendall, are going to be few and far between because as humans, we often feel some type of way. That's not to say we can't change. Like I had a friend who I swam with at Georgia and we actually shared a locker our freshman year and then he transferred to a different school. He's now in Austin. We reconnected and we joked about how like if we stayed the same when we were freshmen sharing a locker, we'd never hang out and like fuck that guy. Right. But now we've sort of learned as we become adults and matured that the uh, envy, it's like, are you familiar with the term crabs in a bucket? No, I feel like I'm too young for this sometimes. No, <laughs> no I'm, not, I'm not familiar. So it's a great term. If you've ever, and this is like a Southern thing too, if you put um, crabs into a bucket, if crabs are trying to climb out, the other crabs will actually pull them down. And so it's a, it's a, it's a phrase that we can use sometimes for people in our lives who are like, you know, we all know them. Like we've all grown up with those people. Someone starts to succeed. Someone starts to thrive. And then other people in their community, even those close to them, start to like pull them down because, you know, we as humans are averse to change. It's threatening. And we see someone thriving and succeeding. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, I want to do that too. But a lot of people don't know how. So the only thing they know how to do is kind of like tear that person down. But we as people need to sometimes make those hard decisions of letting those individuals go. And that's the other thing, like through the adventures I told you about in my life, I've only picked up maybe like max three people from each like era, quote unquote, of my life. And I think that's normal. And I haven't been afraid to let people go that, for instance, uh, had a guy grew up down the street from me. We've known since we were three. And, and as we started to become adults in our 20s and we'd hang out when I was living in L.A., um, he would make those comments like, oh, a woman's place is in the kitchen or like, oh, go make me a sandwich. And I'm like, I don't like even though we grew up together, like I'm not really vibing with this anymore. You know, it's not who I am. And we had conversations about it. And it was apparent that neither one of us was going to budge on our stances and so she's like all right cool like we're just going to drift apart and do our own thing and that's where i think some people get caught up especially like you know lol but people around your age they're like partying drinking all that stuff and then they're like oh i'm getting into fitness i want to finish drink like i'm sure you have clients who are like man kendall like my friends still want to go out and drink and i like how do i say no da, da, da. and you're like maybe you should find new friends and being okay with that yeah yeah and it's the same sometimes even goes for like partners like romantic partners things like that as well you know that's something i deal with so much because i work with a lot of women who are like 20 to like maybe 26 27 um and they're still like on that search and it's so it's so so true and it's like a sad concept like you know people needing to feel a little superior so the way that they do that is by dragging other people down and yeah, I think like you said, Sean, taking that step away, it's hard, but like, it's also something that just has to be done sometimes. I think it's funny because people like cling on for a little bit and then they're like, they truly start to realize like their self-worth and their value. And then when they let it go, they're like, man, why haven't I, why didn't I do that? Like ever ago, you know, <laughs> um, which is funny. I've actually had to do that with some people just, especially in the last like year and a half year. So I think when a lot of people go through like super like personal development journey is when they start to realize they're like, oh shit. 
maybe I need to reevaluate my relationships in my life. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know you and I kind of got woo woo on the podcast we did on Shots of Dumb, which by the way, somebody asked me like my top three and you were in my top three. I was thinking about it. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Your listeners know too, like you're very nimble Kendall and being able to like jump from topic, topic, et cetera. Um, But what I was saying about like the woo woo side is um, if we break like real quick hit science lesson, if we break uh, things down to the molecular level, it works on the atomic level. So like, Hey, there's atoms but it also works on a wave level. So like frequency and vibration. And if we think about like light waves and radio waves and all that stuff, it's all frequency and vibration. And so if we use that example, then, um, you know, love actually vibrates on a different frequency than hate. And so like you were saying, you've noticed a shift in the last like year and a half, as has me and Dela. And part of that is because you're putting this like new frequency out into the world. Like you've leveled yourself up and, and up to your vibration. And so now you're attracting more people like that. And other people who may not, you know, be on that wavelength, LOL, like, you know, you know, like, oh, it's wavy, we're on the same wave. Like, I feel like slang gives us like little clues to yeah, life. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's one way we can sort of uh, start to, again, find those people is like, if you're, if you're a drag and you want to find cool people to hang out with, like, you got to improve yourself. <laughs> uh, no, for sure. And I kind of speaking to that too, I mean, for anybody out there who kind of is listening and you recognize like, oh, maybe I need to start like reevaluating my relationships like do you have advice for anyone who maybe and I know it probably is hard for somebody all to admit that you may be the drag sometimes but you know for those people like do you have any word of advice for them to kind of start on their journey to focusing on just like bettering themselves yeah 100 percent. I think the biggest one is um, finding a coach and finding a mentor and I think this is one that you and I I know you and I both five on this um it took me a while to understand it where I am now because in a sports context growing up swimming, it was very uh, apparent and it was obvious. It was like, oh, like the coach who was here in Austin for the club team, he was the first coach to win men's and women's national championships at the same year. And it was at the University of Florida. His brother is still the coach here at University of Texas, the winningest coach in swimming. And so it was like, of course, I'm gonna go swim for that coach. You know, he's the proof is in the pudding. And so, um, you know, even that could be like, there, there's so many coaches now, right? There's like there's fitness coaches, there's business coaches, there's life coaches. And so if people, you know, people have to be aware and sort of take those inputs of where am I and, and have that self-awareness and then look for potentially a coach or a mentor, you know, in my opinion, there has to be, it's positive when there's an exchange of energy. So when that person's like paying the coach, but there are other people I know who have just gotten mentors via networking and relationships and they aren't exactly like paying that person. But having someone to show you the way is huge. Having a guide, right? And then, um, do you know Mastin Kip? Does that name ring a bell? So he's like really big into uh, trauma work and therapy and whatnot. But he also talks about how to level up as a human. And uh, definitely people should go check him out. Um, So he talks about the first route being getting a coach and a mentor. And then the second one being finding a group. So again, like, okay, once you get your coach and mentor, reaching out, trying to find people to add to your tribe. If y'all can in that tribe share enough information and then be vulnerable with each other. So like, you know, you and Caitlin and Dela, like if y'all are in a group text and you're like, Hey, I'm having this issue. Caitlin and Dela might be like, Oh, that happened to me. Like I tried this and they're doing it. Like you said, without envy, without like, haha, look at Kendall. Like she hasn't figured it out yet. They're like, let me help you. And then you start fixing things. You see how it adjusts and then you guys all level up together. And so I would say to answer your question, you know, one being really self-aware of like one's own motivations and desires 
And then two, looking for a coach to sort of uh, reinforce those passions, desires, et cetera. And then if the next like extra credit level is finding that group that can support you and help you rise together. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, this is like one thing I always try to tell like my clients or just anybody that I really talk to is like, you know, mental health and inner work is just like training for fitness. Like it's not some shit that you just do. Like you don't just work out for a week and then expect to keep your body forever. You know, it's the same thing with mental health, like in leveling up, like you have to constantly be like investing in yourself and like time into yourself. And I love the way that you like explain that. Cause I think it's important for people to understand like one, it's okay to ask for help. Um, but two, you know, the accountability is the thing that's going to keep pushing you and keep going. So I know like personally for myself, even literally guys, before I hopped on this podcast with Sean, I literally said to him, yo dude, since I left Austin, I can't tell you how much I leveled up. <laughs> so, you know, being around such like an influential and just like powerful group of people that, you know, I actually seek happiness pouring into other people. I know that about myself, but also them pouring back in and seeing the same thing. I'm just like, wow, these are my humans. Like feels so good, you know? Um, so I know personally probably for, well, I know for myself, it's definitely helped me, but I mean, for you, Sean, and just the group that you have over there, like in Austin and stuff and, and for everyone listening too, you know, how can making connections with good people benefit you in both life and, you know, potentially even in your business too? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, one with life, it's just nice to have people that you enjoy hanging out with. And I was actually thinking of a story uh, that a friend posted on Instagram about, he was like, it was like a, a story where something went down and it was like negative at the time, but he learned a lot from it. And he was like, I was at this party and I only knew one other person. And it made me think that it's been, you know, thankfully several years where I have, I haven't been at a party where I like knew one person and I've been with groups where it's like, I fucking love everybody in this group. So I think it benefits from a social standpoint and then just like a feel good standpoint. Again, if you're around people who hype you up, who support you kind of regardless of what's going on. And then in a business context, there's a, there's an MBA term. Oh, I'm using air quotes people, but um, it's called best practices. And so like consulting firms around the country, they might go to a company like Nike and they're like, Oh, Nike, like y'all crush design. Like, what are you doing? Like, let me see some of the internal working because we want to come up with best practices that we can then share or sell in another industry so everybody else can like benefit from that. And so um, best practices, um, you know, learning basically the tools of the trade, like what you need to grow. Because uh, also for what we do as coaches, as online coaches, there are no case studies. You know, when I was in an MBA program, a big case study was, and this was um, also for those listening, I'm like 10 years older than Kendall. And so we, it does not seem it because Kendall's super mature and y'all know but um, this one is before you are in my time, uh, Tylenol uh, in the 80s, somebody died of, um, somebody was fucking with Tylenol because it didn't have the, the seals and shit that it has now. And so Tylenol, when it came out that some people were getting poisoned in like Chicago, they nationwide recalled all their Tylenol and they lost like umpteen millions of dollars. But they took everything back, they redid everything, they put the tops on that they have now that you, you know, it, it fucking annoys us, right? You're like, damn it, I can't get in, but like, that's for a reason. And um, they, they put it back out. And so Tylenol is this huge case study for like, how do you do crisis management as a company and help other people? And for what you and I do and what Dela does and our friends do, there are no case studies, like we're the case studies. And so in industries where there's some, um, you know, like doctors, lawyers, uh, those types of careers, there's case studies, there's best practices people can find. 
for a lot of the new, and even now with 2020, I mean, COVID is going to create like even newer um, businesses and entrepreneurs. Those people who don't have case studies and don't have examples to look to, that's where you're like, okay, I need to talk to my peers. Like I need to talk to my contemporaries to get better. Yeah, it's so important not to go through it alone because like I think a lot of the times as coaches too, we can really beat ourselves up for certain things, especially newer coaches like coming into the industry and it's really easy to just like get down on yourself without knowing there are like other people doing the damn thing. I think it definitely gives like encouragement, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. A lot of newer yeah. I know, yeah, a lot of the people listening, I know y'all are like newer coaches. So it's like one of those things where it's like, don't be afraid to actually just like talk to other people about what they're doing and the struggles that they've had. Cause it always helps, you know, advance your own mindset too. Yeah. Uh, I know for myself personally, like one of the things I actually did so funny, I actually have a notebook here and I wrote down like my needs, wants, and desires for like all relationships, my business, like all that good stuff. And one of the things that I really, I wrote down for like the relationships I had for both like friendship, um, as well as like my intimate relationship. I was like, I just want to have like meaningful connections with people and like really meaningful relationships. And I think that's defined by maybe the individual, you know? Um, but I think for me, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to manifest this shit. Like I didn't believe in the whole manifestation law of attraction thing until like it truly started happening. And like, I met my partner who's an amazing human and like all of my friends that I'm around this year. Um, and if you kind of have any word for people, you know, whether it's where to look or, you know, how to show up, how to reach out, like with manifestation of like meaningful relationships, how do you kind of think like that comes about or what can people do? to make that happen for themselves. Yeah, for sure. sure. Um, the first one is, um, and again, it's kind of like, you know, the manifestation thing that you said, and like, it's popular, right? People talk about like uh, the law of attraction and there's that, that book, The Secret, that's really popular. Um, this is funny, because you know, you know our friend Jordan Duggar, you know Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aaron, yeah. So he and I are working on a podcast and we're gonna go into some of the like, you know, deep rabbit holes type stuff. Um, the CIA actually released a, a document in 2017, 2018, and they had done research on manifestation. And they've actually proven that it's a thing and that our thoughts have power. And that, that basically, at, at the end of the day, that's the gist. And it's our thoughts that lead to what we're doing. And like, even in simplest terms, like, you know, it's what, like 8.30 your time, like at some point, you're gonna go have lunch. You're thinking about that lunch before you eat it. And so like, you're manifesting it in your brain before you're actually consuming it. And so I think that's what people need to do as far as really recognizing their thoughts and trying to live from a sort of powerful perspective. You know, I'm sure you have routines and I'm sure your listeners know of like what you do every day to get to be, you know, fierce to fit like every day, you know? And so I would recommend people in addition to coaching and, and finding a tribe, really coming up with a routine that keeps them hundred percent and like keeps them going. And I think that's challenging during COVID and quarantine because so many people don't have the like, oh, the three day weekend in two weeks, like that's my shit. Or like, oh, I have a, a trip for a week in, in a month. Like I'm gonna take a week vacation. Like I'm gonna wait for that. We really haven't, the, those have been taken away from us. And so I've really been digging, infusing or injecting my schedule with like downtime and with fun time to keep everything rolling along. So I don't hit a wall and get negative and get down. Because again, it's that self-awareness. Like I'm sure you do too. You're like, oh man, like I notice now I'm sort of going down this negative path. I need to stop what I'm doing and do these things to jumpstart me back into positivity. So to answer your question, a big one is recognizing one's thoughts. Goal setting is great. You know, like putting stuff out there. And then also realizing that you're going to fuck up. Like it's, it's inevitable. Like even in, in business and life and relationships, like 
we're all human and we can't expect things to be perfect. Yeah, we love a good fuck up. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it, it, especially for us as coaches, man, like if we never like went through all the shit that we've been through or like any trauma, anything that's come up, any adversity, like that's how we learn and we're resilient, you know, and I love that you like kind of like talked about that. And I think it just in terms of like the manifestation side of things, like whether you guys who are listening believe it or not, like either way, I think people should just want to make themselves a little bit of a better human, you know, every single day, like you said. Um, I can really like, like with the whole rave thing, that was definitely like my outlet where I was like, damn, I don't have that anymore. (laughs) Like, you know, that was like my release kind of thing every single month. And so I found myself as well, you know, of course, trying to dip into like new habits and, you know, breaking bad old habits. And I think that's important for a lot of coaches to practice. Um, And I know because a lot of coaches are listening to this, like a lot of newer coaches too, y'all, you manifest your clients. Like it's a thing. Like the energy that you put out, like if you want people hopping in your DMs, like, Oh my gosh, I love your vibes. or I love your energy. It's like, you gotta like, you gotta put it out into the world. And I think that's, huge for coaches you know to also think about um and i I know with that like obviously and i'm sure you know sean i think we even might have touched on this when i did the podcast with you for shots of the dome but um like the imposter syndrome and the confidence like the lack of confidence that kind kind of comes along with it um do you kind of have any like advice for people who maybe even like newer coaches or just like personal development in general you know, what people can do to, to gain more confidence and to like step into their power to be able to manifest more, you know, better relationships and show up. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, a big one is, is belief and like, um, you know, manifesting it, having that thought that you want to be from point A to point B at some point in one's life and then sort of like writing down those steps. Um, but a big, a, a big one for me is like understanding that there is this journey and there's this path. And I know you and I talked about like hero's journey. Do you mind if I go into that for a sec? My next thing, go into it. Because I think it relates, well, I know it relates to the whole thing. Like, um, you know, unknowingly, you've gone on a hero's journey. I've gone on a hero's journey. Dela has, like, anybody listening, if you've gone through trials and challenges, you've probably been on a hero's journey. So um, I love it because so many movies and books are based on it, which I'll get into in a sec. But there's this guy, Joseph Campbell, and he's passed now, but he wrote a ton of books. So anybody interested, check him out. Um, And he basically noticed that every story from like the epics that we read in high school from like the Odyssey and the Iliad from Homer to um, Epic of Gilgamesh, which is Sumerian and even older to uh, modern stories like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, um, Star Wars. Those are all great ones. Like all the Marvel movies do it too. But the hero's journey, this guy, Joseph Campbell figured out that like there, there's this um, sort of mathematical pattern, not mathematical, but like pattern to how people can level up and like become a new person and like come away, you know, feeling better about themselves and like more powerful, if you will. So um, using uh, like Star Wars and and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter as an example, uh, in the hero's journey, it's like, okay, you're the hero, I'm the hero, right? You always start in a place of kind of unknowing and you're new to this and you don't know where you're headed. So like we were talking about like, okay, you're an online coach, like where do you start? Or like you're moving to a new city, how do you get new friends? that's your hero's journey. So like Luke Skywalker, he was on this dusty little planet, you know, um, desert planet, thought he was meaningless. And then all of a sudden he like learns that his life is like way more meaningful and he's got like a lot to give. Same thing with Harry Potter, right? Dude was living with muggles, didn't know he was a, a wizard. And then like, oh my God, I'm really special, all this stuff. Same thing with Frodo, right? Like when he was in the, and you've seen all these movies, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm hoping your listeners have too. But um, Frodo in the Shire, like just chilling, finds out that his, you know, um, uncle has this ring, blah, blah, blah. The next part is taking that step and going on a journey and having that confidence do so. But in all of those stories, there's always friends that help them on the journey. So like Frodo, Sam goes with him. Luke Skywalker, he's got R2D2, C3PO early on, and then like more friends. Um, what's the, uh, which one I'm, I'm leaving out? Harry Potter, he's got Ron and Hermione, and they're like, go with him. Everybody in the hero's journey also has a guide. And so this is where like, um, we were talking about getting a mentor, getting a coach comes into play because um, Luke has Obi-Wan very early on, and then he has Yoda. Um, Harry Potter has uh, Dumbledore and Hagrid. Um, and then Frodo has Gandalf. And so you find that guide, they help you along, but there are going to be trials and journey and challenges along the way. And that's where I think people kind of falter in this is they think it's going to be easy. And that when they have a failure, and I'm sure you tell all of your clients this, like, hey, you learn from these things. It's not really a failure. It's a lesson. As long as you learn, you can level up. All of those movies I just mentioned, they all go through insane challenges and they all get tested on their route to becoming the hero. And so if we understand that it's going to be challenging, like in swimming, I talked, so that Olympics where Phelps um, won eight gold medals, he beat a guy by one hundredth of a second. Do you remember that? Yeah. So I grew up with that guy that he beat and, and he was a really great dude and I loved him. And he told me early on, cause I was like, bro, he was older than me faster. I'm like, how do you do this? And he was like, I know it's going to be painful. So he was like, I just embrace the pain and I'm just like friends with it. And I was like, oh, that's profound. And so if we know that there's going to be challenges on this journey, we're probably going to be more apt to handle them, you know? And then in that hero's journey, we all, you know, as, as long as the hero, as long as we're moving forward, stepping in the right direction, treating everybody with love and respect, you know, like all of those heroes, they're heroes for a reason, right? They're like morally, ethically sound, like Luke Skywalker, Frodo, like they're all people, you know, we'd want to hang out with. And then of course, once they get through that trial, there's the journey home to then like share what you've learned. And so all of those stories, they all go home, right? Like Sam goes back to the Shire, Luke goes back to Tatooine, like they all go back and like have their little life, but they're now a different person. And we have multiple heroes journeys in our lifetime. It's not like we just have one. And if we can understand where we are and what to look for, we can get through it a lot more quickly and like be a lot more successful on our quest. Dang, that's so crazy because like even as you're just speaking I'm probably saw my face but I'm like damn I never would I never put two and two together with that kind of stuff you know that's so awesome and yeah I mean I think that's the cool thing with like you know coaching being here nowadays and it being something that is pretty prominent is that I think people so like you said I mean it's hard work but so easily have mentorship available to them and people that can guide them and help them through it which I think is just so important you know um so, yeah, I mean, for you, Sean, just in terms of the whole wrapping this thing up, um, any word of advice you have for people who are just looking to strive for strength? Yeah, keep following you. Keep following yourself. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Like, I'm going to hype you up, too, because um, I don't know if y'all's listeners know, but, like, my wife, Dayla, when she, and you know this, but I'm just saying it for them, when Dayla first got into online coaching and was, like, posting on Instagram her journey, um, the same athletic company uh, reached out to us and you were like their biggest person and it's really cool because I've been able to see sort of like from a distance your journey and you know I know you and I talked about it on Shots of the Dome like how you've progressed and pushed through adversity and like pushed through those challenges and are now doing very very well um, so I think for people it's your blueprint right like I'm sure there's so many people listening so many of your clients that are like I am Kendall maybe like two years ago. And so they look to you as kind of that path. 
I think it's, uh, there's another great one that's um, like Fortune 500 CEOs read on average uh, 35 books a year and the American public on average reads one and a half. So like getting more information, more knowledge. Um, like Dale and I were just watching Hamilton on the Disney Plus and I didn't realize Alexander Hamilton like kind of came from, he had like a weird background, but he read a ton um, and learned a ton. So I would say like have mentors, have people that you strive to be. Um, and then also trying to learn as much as possible and, and realizing also lastly that like we all have an impact on this planet. We can all provide value and to leave people feeling better than they did when they started. And one of my favorite quotes is if you provide value, you'll never be out of a job. And I think that's very true. Wow, that's so powerful, dude. That's so awesome. Cool, man. Well, tell the people where they can find you because also, guys, go fucking follow Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, Kendall. So you said we had a, a real-life shaman in the beginning, so that's because my Instagram handle is Fitness Shaman. Um, yes, there are three S's in the middle of that. That kind of trips people up sometimes. But Fitness Shaman on Instagram. Uh, check us out. Dela and myself have a training team, DLD Nation. You can go to dldnation.com. You can go to DLD Nation on Instagram. And then uh, through any of our Instagrams, you can find like our Shasta Dome podcast is a great episode with Kendall, one of my top three, as well as um, all kinds of guides. Like we give a lot of free information away, as I'm sure you do too, just to help people. Yeah, super dope. You guys have so much free value for like your DLD nation. These guys run probably one of the most wicked teams I've seen for coaching, <laughs> like in the game. It's so dope. Um, and you guys- I got a shout out to Kayla too, <laughs> like, um, for sports fans, I always joke, like, she's LeBron, I'm D-Wade. I'm like, yo, you do your thing, like, I'll support you. That's so awesome, man. It's also hard to find. I, that's one thing, like, I know we talked about, like, on, on your podcast, which honestly is a whole other story in and itself. It's something we're covering in, like, our group coaching program is, like, being supported with entrepreneurship just in general is hard. But then especially, like, you know, with you, your guys' dynamic, which is so dope, how much you, like, support her and everything. It's so cool. But, um, yeah, guys, definitely go give Sean a follow. You guys know, obviously, I did my podcast with Gayla. If you guys are still interested I mean, obviously, go head over there. She's an awesome human, too. You guys are like a power couple, I'm sure you guys. <laughs> Highest compliment, Kendall. <laughs> cool, Doodle. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, guys, we'll uh, be back in the next one.